Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fitness with Tori. I'm a Jesus lover, wife, mom, and personal trainer. This podcast is my space to share experiences that have changed my life and the lessons I have learned along the way. I hope that you feel supported, understood, and encouraged after listening to today's episode. Now put a smile on your face and raise your vibe as we get into the episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Faith, Family, and Fitness with Tori. If you guys like my content and want to see more of what I'm about and more of like behind the scenes in my whole life, you can find me on Instagram at Tori Gibbs 29, T-O-R-I-G-I-B-B-S 29 is my username there. Today's episode is a fun one. It is about valuable lessons that I learned in motherhood. And this was especially important to me in the first year of motherhood. So I've got five lessons that I found were super helpful and were really hard to learn. My first lesson that I wanted to talk about is rediscovering who you are. You just went through a total change in your life. Your body has changed, your responsibilities have changed, your mind has changed. There's not much that has stayed the same. With that, it is okay to change who you are. You've gone through the biggest change in your life, one of the biggest changes, and your values may shift. You now have a little human to look after or maybe another little human to look after. Things are completely different. Your family life has shifted. Thinking about it logically, of course it would sense that you're going to change a bit of who you are. But for some reason, Sometimes we forget this and we feel like we don't have permission to change who we are. I know that I personally went through this and I kept wanting to revert to who I was in high school. And I am so different. I mean, that was high school. It was, you were a child then. You didn't have the responsibilities that you have now. But yet I always found myself trying to be like this girl who I was when I was 16 years old. And that is not ever going to happen, and thank goodness it won't, because that's not serving me in my values and my life right now. I think that a lot of people almost need someone to tell them, you are allowed to change. Give yourself that permission to change. If you never picked up an instrument in your life and you now want to pursue music, you can do that. You can do whatever you want to do. If you just allow yourself that, you do not have to get permission from anyone. You don't have to think about other people's opinions of you. You are the only person who's got to answer for your life choices. So make sure that you're making ones that are serving you and they're what you want to do. You're being pulled as a mother in so many different directions and it's so easy to lose sight of who you are and... I think that motherhood is a really great opportunity to rediscover who you are or even to find this new person who you are. Your energy level, like everyone, every single person in your life seems like they need something from you. You have this baby who's dependent upon you. You've got a husband that you still have to take care of. You may have animals and a job and all of these other things 
that you have to answer to and it's very, very easy to lose sight of what's important to you, what matters, what fills your cup, what makes you feel happy. And the last thing that I want to do in motherhood is be grumpy and to forget who I am, to lose my identity, to just be a grump. I mean, we all know those people, those grumpy moms, and I totally get why they would be like that. But you need to make a conscious effort to live the best life for you. You are still a person, even though you now have a baby to take care of. You are still worthy of having fun and having activities and hobbies that you like, even though you're a wife and a mother. So a big lesson that I learned is having to really take a moment, sit back, and look at what's important to me areas of my life that I wanted to improve, what actually makes me happy, and to allow myself to do those things. Lesson number two is make time for your husband. This is a huge one, and I talk to so many other moms that have the same outlook. And while you're in the midst of it all, It is like you have blinders on and you can't understand, but I want to share with you my breakthrough of what totally changed my perspective on this. So I stayed on maternity leave for 10 weeks, I think it was, and then I went back full time. So I was working five days a week, seven and a half hour days, Um, drive time and everything was more like probably nine hours because... We had a 30-minute paid or 30-minute lunch that was unpaid, so I was still at work eight hours a day, and then just factoring in driving there and back, dropping off my son. I really had like a nine-hour workday. That did not leave much time to spend with my child. And then you have all these other activities. Your child goes to bed early. I mean, Carson was when he was that young, he was going to bed at like seven or seven thirty. So we would get home say like 4.30, 4.45, I only had a little bit of time with him and that was basically like feeding him, getting him bathed and winding down for the night. So I just really struggled with when I went back to work, having such a small amount of time each day to spend with my child. And then on the weekends, my husband would want to go do a date night. There was just him and I. And I remember getting so angry with him and just not understanding how, I mean, and he even saw him, he saw Carson even less than I did because I was the one getting off work at four o'clock and going and picking him up. Chris didn't get home until later. And I could not grasp the fact that he wanted to see him, not that he wanted, I could not grasp the fact that he saw him even less than what I did and still wanted to spend more time away with him by doing like a one-on-one date night. That honestly, the thought of that infuriated me. And for months, we would argue about that. I would get so angry. And I've talked to other moms and I know that they are feeling the same thing. And I even remember going through and like writing down the times that I actually got to spend with Carson And it was something crazy, like 20 hours a week or something. I work double that. At that time, I was working double the amount of time I got to even see 
my child in his waking hours. I could not understand how Chris would be willing to just give up even more time with him to go on a date night. And then one day it occurred to me, I am getting angry at my husband for wanting to spend time with me. How crazy is that? That is something that I should have wanted, that I should have valued, that I should have been so excited that he wants to spend time with me and he wants to do it one-on-one so that there are no other distractions. We're not going out with his buddies. Our parents aren't going. He just wants it to be him and I, not even our child there to interrupt us so that we could spend quality time together. And I was getting mad at him for that. So that was when it really hit me that, you know, that's crazy. I get it. I get that I don't want to take away time from my child, but I also get that the best thing for my child is having a solid family life. And that starts with our marriage. And you have to have a solid foundation for a marriage to then be a better parent and to make sure that you're raising that baby together. And it's not growing up in a divorced family. That's when it clicked. Wow. That is so crazy of me to be getting mad at him for that. I actually am going to be happy about that. So right then and there, I changed my mind about it. My eyes were opened. I had prayed about it. And God finally opened my eyes to see that's what I need. That's what I should want. That's what I do want. I am now aware of what the situation is, and that's what we're going to do. Don't get me wrong, we do not go on date nights very often, but when we do, we make sure that it's worth it. We get some one-on-one time with each other, no distractions, no child, just him and I, and I encourage you to do the same. Lesson number three that has taken me almost four years to get And this is an easy one, guys. I don't know why it took me this long. I've been doing this. I'm going to be 100% honest. I've been doing this only two days and it is life-changing. And like I said earlier, sometimes when you're in the thick of it, it seems like you have blinders on and you can't see clearly. But lesson number three is to get yourself ready 20 minutes prior to the time you're supposed to leave. Since having Carson, we are pretty much... 15 to 20 minutes late to everything. If you tell me a time to be somewhere in our town, whether we're going to our parents' house or whatever, if it's not a long drive, if you tell me to be there at 12 o'clock, I am leaving my house at 12 o'clock. And I hate that I do that. I was not like that before. I would show up right on time, but I was not late. It has driven me crazy and it drives my husband crazy. Oh gosh. It was so bad in the first year of having Carson. We were always late and Chris would get so mad. Just be chaotic. So it has taken me nearly four years to realize if I get myself completely ready and I am ready to leave 20 minutes prior to when we're supposed to leave, then I can spend 20 minutes of undivided attention on Carson and helping him get ready. And this is something that I have dealt with at least every single day for the past four years. Every day we go somewhere and most of the time it's, I need to be there at a certain time, AKA getting to work. 
I am in chaos mode. I'm yelling. I'm frantic. It is not a good time. It's not good for me. It's not good for Carson. The dog's running around. I've got to get him in his kennel. It's just crazy. And it has just now occurred to me that I myself need to be completely ready 20 minutes ahead of time. I've only done it two days, but it has been so much different. It has been way more calm and oh gosh, I highly suggest it. That is a New Year's resolution of mine. I don't do too many of those, but you know, when I see that there needs to be a change, I'm going to try to implement it. And this year I'm trying to be more calm and not frantic pretty much. So doing that has been great the past two days. I fully intend to keep that up. Okay, for lesson four, this is involving parenting. I want to do a disclaimer here before we get started, is that this is what works in my household. And this is what Chris and I are good with. This is what works for our family. I know that everyone is different, but this is just us. Lesson four is that don't set the expectation that you and your spouse will take care of your child 50-50. As a baby, most of the time moms are breastfeeding and so if they're doing that, obviously only the mom can do that. If you're bottle feeding, you've got some leeway with that. A lot of times the child wants their mom and that's who they need. And I had this unspoken expectation that Chris and I would take care of Carson 50-50. And that's just not realistic for us. I am the one who has a work schedule that's much more dependable and he travels for work. So the times he gets up and gets home vary a lot. And I have more of the stable work schedule. So of course, I'm gonna be the one taking him to daycare in the morning and picking him up and probably doing dinner time, probably doing bath time, which again is, that's fine. That works for me and my family. But I had this expectation that it was going to be 50-50. Where that even came from, I do not know. That's just not what works for us. But every time I saw that I was doing more work, I would get angry and I would internalize that anger and I would be crappy towards Chris and not even tell him why. And I realized that that was very toxic that I was doing that. Number one, we never even discussed that it would be 50-50. Number two, I know that that's not a realistic thing. And honestly, that's not what I want. I wanted to be the one who did a lot of the care. That's who I am and that's what works best for me. Number three, I was getting angry at something so silly. It wasn't even a talked about thing. It's something I made up in my head and then would get mad when Chris wouldn't know that. For me, I had to change my perspective around it, my outlook about it, my mindset. If I can get my mindset right, I can do just about anything. So I started telling myself, you know what? Expect to do 90% of the work and care for Carson, and he does 10%. And that's not to diss him or anything, but that is what I needed to tell myself to make myself not get angry. To put that expectation that it's gonna be primarily me doing the care, doing all of the care, 
And when he does something, that's good. And if it's a, if I end up doing 70% and he's doing 30, that's great. This is something that I know is going to vary family to family and depends upon so many different things. But the moral of the story here is don't have an unspoken expectation and then get mad at your partner when they're not fulfilling your made up expectation that you never verbalized. And two, just change your mindset around it. Don't allow yourself to get angry at something that you can fix. So that was a big one for me. Had to really, that took some time, I'm gonna be honest. That took a while for me to grasp that if I just changed my mindset around it, I would be so much happier. And when I did finally get that and I changed my mindset, it was night and day difference. I was so much happier. I didn't have resentment. I wasn't holding in this anger. That's a big one. The most important lesson that I have learned that I, it's very important in the first year of your child's life, but also just day to day, the rest of my life, I'm going to try to live this way. But living in the moment, your baby changes so rapidly, especially in that first year. And it can be good and it can be bad, but everything is so temporary that I just try to live in the moment each day, appreciating each thing that was happening, each milestone, trying to live in the moment. It's so easy to get wrapped up in social media and mindlessly scroll and not really be present in what you're doing. And that goes for anything. I remember one day I thought, I am wishing Carson's life away because I was so focused on, oh, when he can eat solids, that will be so great. When he can start walking, that will be so great. Oh, I can't wait for him to start talking. That'll be so great. And all of those things are amazing, but I wasn't fully enjoying the time that he currently was. I had to really make an effort to appreciate the milestones that he was hitting then and the moment by moment that we were living instead of looking for the future, looking towards the next thing, saying, oh, I can't wait. That was a phrase I said a lot. I can't wait until this. I can't wait until that. I was wishing his life away. Just wanting to like, I don't know, fast forward through it or something. So when that hit me, that was a big eye opener. I need to really appreciate the things that are happening, the here and now of what's going on and really take these moments in because it goes so fast and I don't want to miss this time. I don't want to keep looking forward, wishing things. I am so excited for the future and I know it holds great things, but I also know that the current present moment is amazing too. And we're not guaranteed the future, but we are in the present moment living it. And I need to enjoy it and appreciate it and make those memories, really solidify those memories in my brain so that I can remember these things because in the future, I'm going to look back and say, oh, I wish that I could just hold you all the time again. And I wish that you couldn't talk so much and talk back to me. <laughs> That's the current phase we're in. So look forward to that. He is almost four. And, but I'm going to enjoy it. 
I'm going to enjoy those times and I just wanted to share some of the most important lessons that I've learned. As I've talked to other mom friends, they have mentioned going through the same things, especially the date nights and not understanding how your husband could want to take away even more time from spending time with your child. But those are such important things and I wanted to share that with you guys. I hope that I can help you fast forward through those struggles and just live your best life, appreciating it day by day, not being chaotic and rushing, and spending time with your spouse as well. Thanks so much for listening to another episode.